Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 317B. B. Thank you. The second episode for the week where we'll now discuss our thoughts on everything, everywhere, all at once. The many Oscar-nominated movie. With you for that discussion, Grayson, Googly Eyes, Maxwell, Roger, <laughs> Hot Dog Finger, Stillion, and Chris, Verse Jumper, Bond. For the episode yeah. discussing... the fuck do I have to be Hot Dog Fingers? <laughs> it, hey, you shut up and you like it. You, I wanted that one. I gave it to you. I thought you'd like it. You the, wanted Hot Dog Fingers? I did. Of course I did. For the episode discussing... Knock at the cabin, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming, trailer talk. Check out episode 317A, posted on Tuesday, 214, Valentine's Day. I'll tell you why I wanted hot dog fingers. And I this is going to be a weird story that I'm sure zero people will agree with me on. But do you guys remember those, those, Vienna, those little Vienna sausages that came in those little tins? Yeah. They still do. Yeah, I still they, eat yeah, those. Well, no, they, they still do. And they, I, I love those. Those things are hideous and horrendous but i love them Dude, so that's what made me cold think hot dogs that's disgusting <laughs> Savages, i love those i love those things man i just oh, oh. Ooh, i love they're them. not but, good no. <laughs> no. i do There's love so a good hot dog too meats. i do love a good let me let me ask you something on the line of hot dog fingers what's your guys' preferred hot dog mine's a chicago dog that's how i like that's it a i like your segue though it is isn't it I, I i'm not a big hot dog guy like I okay, so I have a confession. Unless a hot dog is cooked on a campfire and burnt to a crisp with some mustard on so it, so you're a Bernie hot dog guy. I don't really want it. I'm my brother. He's the opposite. He, he'll take two ballpark franks, put it in the microwave. He he has the perfect setting for him to they're exploding and like in pieces and warped. He loves hot dogs. I can't stand it. I, I don't mind hot dogs, but like I'm a simple guy. Uh, mustard, maybe a little bit of ketchup. Uh, I've recently come around to relish a little bit on a hot dog. Well, so here's the thing. There are two types of relish. There's sweet relish and dill relish. Sweet relish is an abomination to God. <laughs> and dill relish is where it's at. Thank you okay. very much. Okay. I will take no more questions. <laughs> That's the end of hot dog talk on Fort Love <laughs> Cinema. So, this, right, so, so that well, hold on. Hot dog talk is going to be the most sane part of this whole, <laughs> whole discussion more tonight. Straightforward. So that's fine. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I don't altogether disagree with what you just said the I most mean, linear part of this <laughs> evening God. The, most, the most grounded part of the discussion so let's talk mm. about everything everywhere all at once with a tomato meter of 95 and an audience score of 88 those are two pretty superb numbers and roger if you could be so kind as to pull up the metacritic for us sir yep. maybe i'm just not cultured enough to appreciate some movies is, is i don't think i don't think that's it i I think is a movie either grabs you or it doesn't, and this is a certain kind of person. Metacritic, which okay, is that's pretty, quite high for that's, Metacritic for is, a movie. Really fucking high, actually. And as a, I know I've said it before, but this is this is up for more than just a few Oscar nominations. Or this Oscars, is so. very very heavily nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got what 12, 12. total noms. 12. Yeah, that's a lot, people. It ain't a little. Whether that matters that's... to me or not, it's a different story on how I'll score yeah. this film. Yeah, I, I agree 100 with what you just said. I agree 100%. But let's get in and talk about it. Let's get some particulars out of the way of this crazy kind of a roller coaster ride of a movie. Strange ride of a movie. Absolutely very strange. All right. Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stephanie Sue, James Hong, Jonathan K. Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, which is wonderful, Anthony Molinari. <laughs> 
Um, Jenny Slate, which I also am glad to see showed up in this one. Um, Andy Lee, Brian Lee, Daniel Scheinert, Harry Shum Jr., Boone Pinko, directed by and written by Daniel Scheinert and Dan Kwan, the Dans, as they are called now. Mm-hmm. Roger, good luck. What's this one about? <laughs> uh, a multiversing witch, multiverse jumping witch. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> He'll be taking another question this time. <laughs> Also, tell me my description is wrong. You can't. (laughs) I mean, that's part of it. Sure. Okay, so I will actually try to break this out. So this movie, listen, this movie is wild, Mm -hmm. man. Um, For good or for bad, I don't really know. Um, I do want to premise this. I'm going to tell you right now, this movie's got all kinds of acclaim. This movie is not for everybody. It won't be for everybody, and probably it wasn't for Roger, okay? (laughs) Okay, okay. But so here's the thing, right? This story is, it's about a lady who ends up learning how to jump her her mind from one multiverse version of herself to another, Mm -hmm. trying to basically solve a mystery of what's happening in another multiverse, Mm -hmm. which is a really shitty way to explain what this movie is actually about, but I can't give you a better description. Because ultimately what this family is about is about fixing a broken family, yeah. right? Like, that's what this movie's really about. But you don't get to the end of that until, like, I don't know, two hours and six minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> when you find out that that's really what's happening here. Mm-hmm. But this movie is nuts. Nuts is a good, is a good descriptor for it. Uh, it. It's This movie is unique in a lot of ways, and it's it's a testament that it isn't that there aren't any new ideas in Hollywood. It's just that, you know, some people just haven't made their idea yet. And if you want to see these things be successful, you have to, you know, you have to follow through and support them. And this movie's getting a lot of support, right? So it wasn't a wide release movie. It wasn't everywhere. You know, it wasn't blasted on every screen nationwide, but it got enough and it's being nominated for 12 different films. Yeah. So this is one of those films that, you know, if we talk about it and you hear us talking about it and it intrigues you or you see when you watch the Oscars, if it wins a whole bunch, which after seeing this film, I bet this thing sweeps. Um, I, I bet it does. It, it's just it's just one of those films. Well, I can't like not everything can be one because there are multiple things were true. Multiple double category. I don't mean sweeps things. in every single. No, thing, no, I, get you, I, get you. I think it's going to get plenty of awards after seeing it. But like, you know, watch this movie. You know, because if it's something that intrigues you, it's definitely something that's different for better, like Roger said, for better or for worse. Uh, I agree. It's probably going to do very well in the Oscars, but I wonder how much of that is what it deserves and politics. Because I've, well, since the beginning, since I've been old enough to watch the Oscars and really understand what awards they're going to be given and why, there's been politics. So that's that's, sure. Yeah, that's the whole thing is like, I, I wonder, because like, but any year that I've been alive, I'm not quite sure I agree with all the awards given. So here's the thing, like you saying that I can't find a lot of points in this film where the politics matter. So right off the bat, you know, this this immigrant mother who is, you know, stressed beyond belief, handles everything, has a dim witted husband and has a daughter. The daughter is gay. You know, the daughter is in a lesbian relationship with another with another girl named Becky. That's like, you know, that's that's the biggest political thing I can see in this film. Yeah. There's a couple other things that come up within the film as kind of jokes. But, you know, see it for as you will. That's the only thing that never becomes like a sticking point. That's like, you know, something that 
you know, I think they force down people's throats. It's a it's a piece of the film that makes up the characters that are involved. I don't think it's something that has to be politicized, you know, or anything like that. It's just it just is in the film. Oh, There's one line I can think of that could be problematic in the, in in the regards of you know is is this going to push people away or closer to our film because we're saying this and you know, using this line. I don't think that's the politicking politicking that he's talking about. I think the push to get to all the nominations and stuff on this is the side of what he is saying. Yeah, I oh, do a, a little um, bit of everything, but yeah, I mean, well, yes, of so course. The the one thing when it comes down to winners Oscar movies like especially smaller smaller visibly smaller movies is that somebody has to camp champion this movie to get it to be in front of more on the board, get get the eyes on it. Right. How it gets to that point. I don't know. And listen, I I don't care. I'll, I'll judge the movie on by what I see, Mm -hmm. not by what someone tells me I should see, which is again, why I think I'm going to disagree with some people. (laughs) Um, but when you talk about this movie, when you talk about big time accolades and awards, I just want to throw one thing out there, right? If this movie was a superhero movie made by DC or Marvel, does it get Oscar nominations? No, it doesn't. It does not, nope. right? Why? Because this, by definition, is a comic book movie. It could be. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. Subject matter, it could be. You'd have a hard time arguing that it's not at least that, right? Okay, yeah. It's at minimum a science fiction movie. It is, absolutely. Right? It, is, it, is, it is a piece so, of that. <laughs> I don't understand why suddenly, like, hey, this movie's excellent. One of the best movies of the year. All right, cool. You like this movie. That's fine. I don't see the hype for it. Okay. Like, I watched this movie. This movie at times is fucking whack. All right? <laughs> <laughs> like... There, there are there are multiple segments where there are seven different things happening and none of it comes through cohesively to me. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't work. Now look, maybe, maybe me who has seen I don't know all the fucking movies in the last couple of years, maybe this is above me. Maybe it's outside of my scope of what I think is artistic. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, but. I equate this movie to a movie like Nomadland, right? Grayson, you love Nomadland. Like, you thought it was excellent. I Me did. and Chris did not think it was excellent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I got no real problem with it, but everybody's like, ah, oh, this is one of the best pieces of cinematic film ever made. And I'm just like, this movie's fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, say the least. It yeah. was. Now, listen, this movie is not boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it fair. It's not boring. <laughs> but there are so many moving parts to this. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> Like, there's a reason I can't tell you what this movie's really about. So, so this movie requires you to be actively engaged with it. Like, that's the only way I can really, I can really like explain like the like my thought behind that. Like, with what you're saying, mm-hmm. like this movie, you can't watch this film. You can't just sit back and watch it. You have to like it. This movie wants you to actively think about it as it's happening, mm-hmm. see it and experience it, and all this stuff, which I think lends towards that more artistic you know, lane for a film more than, you know, an entertainment piece for a film. Okay. You know, I think that's a fair assessment in the way it breaks down in my head. Um, it definitely loses me in some scenes because of that. And I think that's kind of something that you're, that you're alluding to as well. Talking about. Yep. Yeah. It's it, it like, while this movie is clever is the wrong word. Cause it's not trying to be clever. It's, it's definitely imaginative, and and the, the, someone had an idea. Oh, it's imaginative. <laughs> yeah, 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 like someone brought this, like brought their their ideas to life, right? It, it's 
it's one of those things where like it can get lost on you. You you might not appreciate all of it. What's going to bother me is people saying, you know, the pe- person that you know I talk to about movies that I know isn't that deep into film, when they're going to tell me I loved every minute of this. I I doubt there's going to be a lot of people that can really look at this film and say I loved every minute of it because there's so many things that happen in this film that are just odd. Well, and part of that too is there are a lot of quick cuts in this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of quick cuts to scenes that don't necessarily equate directly to the scene that it just cut from. Yeah. And that's hard to follow yeah. for a lot of yeah. people, right? Like I'm used to this stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're we do this. Yeah. I still couldn't tell you what's happening in two thirds of some of these jump cuts. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't see what the point is yeah. to some of it because I I you know, we have seen a version of this movie before. Or at least a couple of versions. Yeah, of, right? yeah, true. And I'm going to talk action movies for one second, right? Very recently, we saw a multiverse movie, a Doctor Strange mm-hmm. movie, right? Yeah. Movies, it is what it is. It's not very good, but not ultimately that dissimilar to this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you remember the old Jet Li movie, The One? Yes. Yeah, okay. Good movie. Very... So I know it's weird to say the movie that's nominated for 12 Oscars shares a lot of similarities with Jet Li's The One, <laughs> but it does. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. The story, the basic storyline does, and the storyline of that movie is it's a multiverse. Every time one of your version of you dies in the multiverse, you, the ones that are still alive, get stronger. Yes. Like they, the power dissipates between them. Yep. And, you know, there's one of them that's like super Jack going around killing them all. Okay. So maybe that doesn't quite come into play in this movie, but the idea is kind of similar. Like you find the strongest version of you equipped to handle whatever situation situation. is in front of you and you become that version of you. Mm -hmm. Like that's this movie. Listen, the concept behind that is cool. Like I get that. Yeah. But like we go through a point where, you know, she's in a fight in the middle of a mall and she morphs herself into like. A kung fu ballet dancer? Yeah. All right. Super strong pinkies. Yeah, sure. Right? <laughs> like, like, if I were to explain to somebody how that movie's nominated for 12 Oscars, how do you think they would look at me? Uh, yeah. Well, so like, well, like, okay, like, I, I with, think with, it's... Go, yeah. go ahead. Well, I was going to... So, let me ask you this. Is there a definitive answer to the question, what is this movie about? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is there a definitive answer to the, to the question... Did so? Did this stuff really happen or not? So okay, I don't you know, think okay, there I, is because I, 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 I think, think there's multiple there. timelines running here. Actually, I know there's at least multiple realities that we well, jump through. Well, so once this, Period. so okay, just give me so one family who owns a laundromat is being is being audited by the IRS. They have a bunch of receipts that make no like that that Jamie Lee Curtis as the as the IRS agent is trying to help them and sort through. She's a little more stern and like blunt. That's our starting family, starting verse, starting universe. By the way, yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, she's a little more blunt than probably you know we're used to. But you know, IRS agents need to be because then you have a lot to do. But point is there. It's so she's talking about. She's like, well, I was going through your seats and you are not a teacher. You're not a singer. You're not a martial artist. But like all those paths, we see all these paths in the movie that yep. are mm-hmm. because they they talk about timelines that you could have gone. And I love that. Best that, version of you. The, 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 the wonderful thing about that conversation between um, her and her husband, Yeo, Michelle Yeo's character and her husband is – He's telling her that you're actually the worst version of yourself right now because you didn't yep. take the other. I laughed 
really hard at that because that to me yep. was hilarious because like every you're used to the movie being like you're the best version of yourself and all the nope. decisions you've made have led to this moment but it's not that but you're not good at fucking anything yep wow <laughs> she says you are, the, you, you are the you are the worst there because you failed at everything else so here's what he we're said doing. something like like you're living your worst life yeah <laughs> Like damn, and I, I I I kept thinking about this movie called it's a Woody Allen movie, The Purple Rose of Cairo, where one woman who was watching a movie, I think it's during the Depression, I could be, I haven't seen it in a long time, but Jeff Daniels as the as the star of the movie comes out of the screen and they and they have this friendship and romance that kind of, but then in the end it like was it real? Was it not real? Like that's the question that like was the whole thing. Was she imagine it? Did it happen? Like what's going on here? But like that's that's you know a movie that I was I kept referring to back in my mind. Um, also, a movie I kept referring to. I don't think this is too crazy. I don't think this is too crazy of a reference. But um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, isn't she in that? Which I think yes. Michelle Yeoh is also in. But yes. like Roger, you you referenced. I think it was a good reference. Jet Li's the one. But also, mm-hmm. the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It also has like some of those like very stylized. Like you like when they're punching and kicking, and then like you you hear the yeah you you hear that yeah choreography basically yeah yeah you you like that's kind of gave me those vibes too but when it comes down to it so we when we start when the husband pulls the wife aside and gives like in the broom closet and gives her those instructions then like like as soon as that happens off to the races we go like this movie doesn't stop and then all of a sudden in the end when it does like slow down a little bit they have this incredible heartwarming moment in the parking lot where the where the daughter and the mother finally have the bonding moment they've been searching for probably for like 10 years now and like so we 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 go from this breakneck action to very slow solemn mother-daughter moment that's actually quite beautiful in a matter of like minutes Mm -hmm. now so seconds so (laughs) that's my thing is how good can the pacing really be if that's where we're going and that's where we get to all in a transition moment of like probably less than, I mean, it's less than 30 seconds, right? I mean, it's sure. Well, maybe not. Cause I I think there's kind of a wind down in the, in the laundromat where they're all like, when they go, when they end up as the rocks, you know, things start to, (laughs) this movie embodies the Rogerism perfectly. Life comes at you fast. It does. It's true. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, it's, I, I don't think quote unquote bad pacing is indicative to a bad film though. It it can absolutely be a characteristic of a bad film, but a good film doesn't have to have doesn't have to have perfect pacing either though. No. This film this film thrives in its chaotic nature. That's the whole point of it. It is built into this movie. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, no, I don't and, and, I don't think the pacing's bad by any means. I'm just asking how well, it's all it over be? the place. There is yeah, no pacing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's how we go from one extreme to another very quickly over and over again. So how can yeah. it be that's the thing, but like it's a weird kind of existential look at because at, at the core roger you 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 said this is a this is a story of a very dysfunctional family who at one point was was you know whole a wholesome loving family that's now kind of fractured and splintered they're, they're they got a million different things going on the daughter's afraid to tell the grandfather she's got a got a got a got a girlfriend because how he'll he'll, he'll 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 take it the the mom's trying to cushion the blow as well um all these kind of crazy, especially given given the fact that it's an Asian family and like that might mm-hmm. not fly as well as it would with like a typical U.S. family, but or like a you know you know what I'm talking about like a typical American family, but like that's the whole thing is there's so much going on here that it's I mean I keep thinking about the one the one uh, action sequence I keep going back to is the is the action sequence on the stairs where like they just 
it's just at it, the end. It's like never ending. She keeps yeah. going through all these people, you know, killing them with yep. kindness. And like she just they just keep coming. And eventually, like I'm wondering, what is the point to all this? So I, <laughs> you know? I legitimately okay, I thought about that too. And I think that they're just trying to drive home the point about how, like, uh, through the actual movie, I think they're just trying to drive home the point, like, you don't, you can just be, like, kind to people when things work out, which, all right, yank, yank, I think, fine, sure, let's have a feel-good moment here. But again, in a movie like this, where so much other crazy shit has already happened, do we need, like just waves and waves of this happening because i don't think we do so i think but it's, i don't know what we actually need in this movie i think the point is different that it's trying to make though than what than what you guys are talking about i okay. think i think the entire realization that you know that she has by the end of the film is is that in a cheap in maybe a cheap kind of way it's about perspectives like she's okay. only seen it through her eyes and she's only seen the world through her opinions and then she's she's is brought to light to her about the way that her husband thinks and the way that he reacts to the world and why he values his kindness and his aloof nature and the way that he, you know, kind of pushes through problems, which then, which then really opens up when he said, when she asks, how is that possible about the IRS agent? He says, I just talked to her, which then opens her up to having that conversation, seeing her perspective and then going to the daughter and having that heart to heart, like you called out Grayson, and and seeing the world through her daughter's eyes, which is what lets her connect to her at the very end of the film, you know, when she's looking at when she's staring down the endless void of the bagel. Like there's <laughs> there's a lot of things here, which is an insane thing to say, but it's present in the movie. But like I think that's what like that's the story it's trying to tell. It's that, you know, while you have your own experiences and the world is the way that you understand it, it's that, you know, every the fact that nothing matters is because everyone has their own experiences and they all have their own perceptions. Okay. So I think that's what it's trying to drive home. And so like, I think that's what it wants you to take away from her experience and her growth and the way that it, like this whole thing changes her at the, like by the end of the film, like her, the, the very last scene of this film is the most powerful one to me. And it's, it, it got me on like an emotional level was when they're going into the IRS office again, at the very yeah, end of the, the film. End. And she has, to, and uh, the daughter has to go to the bathroom. So does the husband. And the way she responds to her husband in that moment, it's like she finally like sees the way that he sees the world and what he needs. Yeah. And he and she's stopped being like seeing it from a not a selfish point of view, but from her perspective, and understands that she's broadened her perspective. He's worked really hard to try to make sure they don't lose their business. He's tried very hard to do what he can to save the marriage. And he's been kind about it, trying and, to be yeah, as kind about it. Yeah, and the whole time he he's done it with his way through kindness. And she finally, I think, gets that. And it, it makes it helps her grow. And she comes full circle with all of her relationships at that point. Too. Well, sure. Okay, well, so, I mean, my, my, my question is, what's very well the said, point? Chris. What, my, my question with what's the point to all this is, if, if, if that is the point, did we need some of these sequences to be as long as the, as they were? No. Yeah, all that being said, this movie is way too goddamn long, and there are some very drawn out things, whack, and unnecessary <laughs> things in this film. Whack, whack is a good word because you someone gets whacked with a dildo in this, a giant oversized. Many people what? get whacked with a dildo, and there's many people. And That's some, true. And it, some guy. There are also a lot of butt plugs. <laughs> butt mm-hmm. plugs. Well, I mean, okay. look. It's been a long time since so I talked about a butt plug on this show, Listen. and I think it's my time to shine. Here. <laughs> Listen, when when they first both look at the butt plug and the pants come down, I I audibly laughed, 
And then I got kind of sick of it. And then the man comes out of nowhere, jumping in the sky with his pants already down. And I laughed again. Yep. Funny. But then it got old when they're fighting with him. Hang- it's yeah. it's uh, a weird. It's just a lot happening. It's a weird ride, folks. So well, it's, it's like a, legitimately, it's a... though, if you if you read the script of this, what's that got to look like? <laughs> I want you to read six pages of dialogue here. I'm sure oh. it's a, I'm sure it's a script. So that needs, could that you needs... imagine just read like just taking that part of that movie out of context, reading the script and be like, this movie's nominated for fucking 12 Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> you would never uh, never get that well, well that's but. the thing i don't i mean it let's just the one question i want to ask is if this was 2012 this movie came out would this movie be nominated for 12 oscars would it be nominated for one let alone 12 so i think same I, I think same cast same same script some, something we talk about all the time in the show is you can't make what's that comedy you guys like with feral in it uh with, with the college stuff Old school. You can't make old school in 2023. No, nope. you, you, you can't make can't. this film in 2012. No, you couldn't. I don't think That's... This, I don't think this happens. Nope. So no, Grayson, this movie doesn't get nominated because this movie never sees the light of day back in 2012. Just like we'll never see old school again in 2023. Okay, I think that look, this film exists fair, now. Fair. Yeah, I think this movie exists now in this time. And this is just when it was meant to happen. Well, so... the, the, the guys that directed this and made this, the Daniel brothers, I think is what I read. The Dans. The, the Dans, Dans, yeah. This the this movie was perfect for this time, and they nailed it. I don't think they're brothers, by the way. They're just there's two guys named Dan. I don't. Whatever. They could be brothers, but I mean they have different last names. But it, the thing, so These another movie that aren't named both the same first name. I, I, I know. So so the whole so one names. movie that, um, the fall, a movie that Brandon, um, who on origin story, Brandon and I talked about a movie called The Fall from 2006, uh, with with Lee Pace. Um, about a very extravagant story about a, a daring rescue mission and getting revenge, and then rescuing the, rescuing the damsel in distress and all all winning the day. And there's so much to that movie that does and doesn't happen. There's like a magical element to it, where the story is actually it's actually much simpler than the story that we see on screen. But we prefer the I mean, we prefer the adventure on screen. Same with Big Fish. You know, it's like one of those movies where in the end you're seeing all these things and you're trying to figure out what's true in big fish and then the doctor in the end of it when he's talking to will sums it up really well is well your father was a storyteller do you prefer the story of when you were born i can tell you what time of day it was your father was out selling stuff and your mom was in pain that's the story or do you prefer the story he's told you all your life with a a big fish and a wedding ring and a bunch of fantasy elements that might not make any sense you know that's what we're dealing with here is which version of the story do you want do you want the story where in one after one night this family kind of goes through hell and then reconciles, or do you want th- what we got on screen with the verse jumping and, and all this crazy shit? Like, I mean, which do you prefer? I prefer the fantasy element. That's just me though. Yeah. Are you guys following? Like, it's just, uh, it's a weird. No, I, I get, I get your correlation there. I do. I think you could have told a very capable drama without, with just like the, you know, a, a standard story of what's in, like the family going through some shit. You know what I mean? Yep. This could have been a, you know, like a 95 minute movie, very, very gritty and very intimate and personal and, you know, with with those elements and still been a great film. I think the movie in the in the form we got it, though, with the fantasy stuff, I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's good. So I, I think you could have had either film. I'm glad we got this one, though. Like okay. I, I'm not upset about the film that was created. I, I think this well, is. No, no, no. I, I, I do think film. you I do think you could have probably trimmed out at minimum 10 minutes. 
Oh God, at minimum. And you, and, you, minimum. and you could still have the same movie here. Same story. If you if you yeah. remove all the hot dog fingers, you get, you gain at least seven minutes. Well, so every let's talk scene about, with hot dog fingers. So let's let's talk about the father for one second. I I know that many people watching this may not have recognized who that is from. And Roger, where do we know this? Where do we know this, this this actor from? Indiana Jones and the Goonies, baby. The Goonies. The Goonies never say die. And he's the he always has the gadgets on him. Um, that's kind of and the fanny pack I thought was a nice touch because, yep. you know, that is. I don't want to say that is the character from the Goonies, but that fanny pack made him much closer to the character from the Goonies than not the character from the Goonies, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it's just in all of his crazy, like, because Data kind of, and Goonies kind of believed in that he he wanted all that stuff to be true. He wanted the gadgets to be like a real kind of Inspector Gadget type deal. And like, that's just kind of how he comes off to me in this movie is a grown up kid from the Goonies, which I don't mind because that's, that's a great thing. I mean, the Goonies is a great movie. Um, and let's talk about Jamie Lee Curtis's involvement as this. How do you think they got Jamie Lee Curtis to do this? Mm, probably I'm, money. I'm asking Siri. No, this this was done on a very small. This was not a. This was a very small budget movie. How do you think she's they got, got a pretty big role in this? So I assume yeah. that she's attached to somebody or is friends with somebody who got her into this. And I mean that's fine, you know, as long as she's happy doing it. I mean, she got an Oscar nom out of it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I, I, th- I think she's fantastic in the in the scene she's in. She's she can go from this crusty looking old lady, you know, that you don't like, to this menacing horror esque film thing yeah. in the blink of an eye. And that's because you have Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. So it. it, it I think she's appreciated here, and I think she probably had a fun time with this film, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's one of hers. She I'm got sure to be a psychotic yeah. goofball the entire time she was on set. Well, that's I mean, psychotic, fantastic. but, like, that's the best. I mean, there are so many elements in this movie that if you're trying to, like, you mentioned the everything, the ever, the endless void of the everything bagel. Like, yeah. without, without any context, you're like, what the fuck does that mm-hmm. mean? And Listen, then I have context, and I'm still like, what the fuck does <laughs> yeah, this mean? Yeah, I've seen the movie, <laughs> and yet I still do not fully well, understand I mean, So... I mean, then you have the Rakakuni and the Ratatouille. And then, you, and then, that like, you, you have that weird, was, like, but it was just wild. I just, it's this whole thing is a wild ride. But man, I think it's beautiful. I, I really do think that. I mean, I was determined because the first time I watched this back in 2022, I had fallen asleep in the theater, which is pretty common for me. But I, I was so busy that week, and it's just, I, I didn't. And I said, I'll catch it again. I just, I, I just, like, I, I remember like the first three minutes, then out like a light. Um, I don't remember anything after the first three minutes of this movie, so I must have fallen asleep pretty early. But I watched it again, and I I got to say this time I was it was I was riveted, hooked. Like I was, it was beautiful. And there, there are times when I had all this emotion, and times when I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" But I know I loved it. I just it's one of those things. Like I don't, I couldn't tell you specifically what, when in like one or two words I loved about it. But it's just it's one of those stories that I think stays with you. And even if it's for a reason of a grown man jumping from an elevated position onto a butt plug so he can make a verse jump, I don't know what's going on there, but like, that's great. I mean, I'll remember I that forever. Auto, I like when he slices fucking in between his fingers with a paper oh, those, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because the whole the whole thing is that. the whole thing is they have to do certain things to get the verse to make jump yourself uncomfortable to get the verse jump you it's un- need. It's, I don't think it's un- it's not uncomfortability. They explain it kind of poorly, but it, it's. It's a weird, wacky event that connects you to your other verse. Is what it is. It like it's like something with this action you're doing now is something you is akin to something you've experienced here in some way, shape, or form. Is like what how they explain it. Yeah, sure. It sounds about right for but this it's, movie. It's it's so fucking weird. <laughs> like it I don't know. Make like it I bad though. That's that's the whole. No, it doesn't make it bad. But man, 
I gagged something hard when he ate the chapstick. Oh, that like, was what, that, 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 that was what you gagged at. That that wax that waxiness. Or he's just like, yeah, that waxiness <laughs> that would cover your your entirety of your mouth and your teeth and yeah. shit. Yeah, oh, you, I'd have to brush my teeth for like an hour straight to 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 rectify You'd that. Never mistake. get that out. Never. No, that's there forever. Mm-hmm. That's a permanent taste. But like, I don't like. But the 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 sequence that immediately follows that when he's when when he's whooping those security guards with his fanny pack, like that's that's awesome to watch. I mean, it's oh, good, yeah. good choreography. I mean, he he, he turned his, his fanny pack into a kunai with chain. That's yep. badass as hell. That is, it's it's also like one of those things. I wish that this movie had been anchored a little more. Where I, I don't maybe I don't know exactly what, but maybe it had. He was the whole time pushing and pushing and pushing for these elements, these fancy elements, and she was like, "What is going on here?" But she went along with it. But like, I kind of wish it was more like anchored in that way. But other than the, it's not, and that, and and that's okay. But let's let's talk about Michelle Yeoh for one second. Okay, as we just talked about, Knock the Cabin being Dave Bautista's movie. This is absolutely Michelle Yeoh's movie, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that's probably a yeah, and it's. She is fantastic. She has proved her medal yes. again and again and again. Yeah, no, she's in good in lots of stuff. Yeah, and she's she's amazing in this. I'm I, glad I, she's I'll getting accolades too, yeah. because she deserves it. So, one, one of the few questions I want to ask still is the how would you describe in as few like as as least confusing as as as, as possible? I'm looking for the name Topu. Oh, Jabu Tupaki. How would you okay. describe Jabu Tupaki? Evil version of her daughter. Well, that's actually very good. I was hmm. thought you were going to struggle with that, but no, you're you're right. So why okay, would Chris, I struggle with something, Chris? What, what were you going to say? I was I was curious what you were going to say when I said Jabu Topaki. How would you describe uh, that in a continued I presence think, in the movie? I think to give a very refined version of it is that it is an evil version of her daughter. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that, that, yes. So Jabu Topaki is. Is an interesting force because she's always trying to get to Evelyn. That's her name, Evelyn, right? Michelle Yeo. Yes, always trying right. to get to her. But there's always things between Evelyn and Jabu Tupaki, and it's it's always what's interesting between the two that is kind of it's it makes up kind of the scene composition and 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 how it's playing out. Mm-hmm. And I really kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. Also, I don't know how much of it. One thing I always like about these movies is how much of this is. How much of this is people kind of confused by it, but you know, one or two publications online said it was phenomenal, so them just following suit versus people arriving at that on their own. So I, I would say like this is a movie I don't want anybody to tell me that they think this movie's great until they watch it. Agreed. I mean legitimately, like I can't be like, ah, oh, the movie's gonna win twelve Oscars. Okay. Why? Okay. <laughs> so so here's the thing. Uh, on that on that exact note. I this movie wasn't even on my radar. Nope. And like like when we looked at when we talked about who we thought was gonna like win like the Oscars for like best picture, we looked at that list. This movie wasn't even on my radar. I was like, there's you know, I don't care what this movie is. I, it's kinda eye rolly like the name of it and everything and like what I thought what my expectations were. But now that I've seen it, I get it. You know what I mean? Like and like I, I agree with you where you need to see this film before you have an opinion on it. Yeah. There's no way you can say, eh, I saw the trailer. I was like, no, I'm out. No, you have to see this to kind of to really have an idea of what you feel about it, if it deserves what it what it's getting nominated for or not. So the one thing I will say about this movie, because I think we're, we're pretty much wrapped. It's about time to score it up mm-hmm. here, is I don't know if I would really, it could 
accurately tell somebody what this movie's about. Obviously, like, I mean, we joked about this during the whole show. Yeah. I don't know if I could really tell somebody whether they should watch this movie or not, but I will encourage them to watch it and make their own decision. Because look, this movie's got a bunch of hype. Now, I'm not one that buys into the hype train or whatever. And listen, I don't think this is the best movie that we've ever seen, not by any means. I, I personally didn't really enjoy large chunks mm. of this movie. However, I mean, I understand that it's good. Like, I get that. Um, but I could never be somebody who was, like, on the fence and I try to convince them to watch this movie. I think I'd have a hard time doing that. Mm. I really would. But, you know, if they don't want to watch it, that's fine. I don't care. But yeah, yeah. Be like, tell me about that. Should I watch it? I'll be like, dude, make your own call. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, we mentioned earlier about, like, you know, like, like this movie is, is just not going to land for some people. It is not. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm asking Lacey to not listen to the show until me and her watch this together. I want to watch it. I want to watch it again. Okay. I want to watch it now that I know everything about it. I want to just kind of like see the movie instead of like trying to like. I think a second viewing would be very helpful. So I want to see it again, but like I know she's not going to like it. This is this is this all the weird scenes, all the weirdness. She it will not. It will it will miss entirely. She's going to hate two hours of her life watching this. I I will tell you straight up the people that I watched this movie with more than one person. I watched this movie with did not like this movie. Yeah. So like, like I I know she's not going to like it, but I want her to see it because it's, it is, it's something that doesn't come around very often. It's 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 different. So it's different. Well, so much. Okay. Well, let me, okay. One question that this is a Grayson question, nothing to do with uh, what do you think, which is more deserving of the best picture recipient? If it's just these two movies, Everything, everywhere, all at once, or Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. I would agree with you, not ten times out of ten. Chris, what what about you? I think that unobjectively, because of its impact on the movie world in this year, it'd be Top Gun, right? Hell yeah, brother! Like like the impact it had on the entire sphere of movies is greater than what this movie sure. is doing. That being said, I have no problem with them being in the same category together. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. like I said, no, I, 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 agree. I get why there's hype for this movie. I see why people like it. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna absolutely hate this film. I judged this thing by its cover, by its proverbial cover, oh, and then I didn't mind my ride. You know what I mean? Okay. So, well, um, so I don't want to steal any thunder for you, Grayson, but I would like to lead into scoring here because I would like to go first here okay. because, sure, um, if that's all right. So, hey. FYI, Roger does not like this movie. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I I have watched this movie. I have watched it multiple times at this point. Okay. And still doesn't click for me. Like, I... Listen, this movie's not above me. Mm-hmm. It's not outside of what I understand for movies. I get why some people would like it. It does not resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, for all the reasons uh, some people say it's one of the best things they've ever seen in cinema, I say I've seen it before. I've seen it, you know, listen, we get some phenomenal acting here, and I won't even argue that. There mm-hmm. are some great characters that fall into this, and they are acted very, very well. And I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to knock that part of it. This story to me isn't super original. It's all over the place at times. It's hard jump cuts from one to another to another. You're going to lose a bunch of people, and you lost me. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't like it overall. I don't understand how it gets all this. Hey, this is the best movie of 2022. I just don't see it. And if I had to score it, 
straight up, if this movie wasn't nominated for a single Oscar, I wouldn't even hesitate to give this movie a three. Okay. And I'm serious. And that's where it's going to stay for me because, like, look, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I don't like this movie. I don't think it's very good. It's acted pretty well, and that's really about it for me. Mm -hmm. It's too long. There's too much shit going on that doesn't make a damn bit of sense (laughs) to the story. Yeah. Who's next? Okay. You want me to go next, Chris, sure. or do you want to go, or do you want? I'll, I'll end. I'll end it out because I'm. I'm okay, okay. just. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Okay, so this film for me, so I actually really enjoyed this film. This scratched a weird sci-fi itch for me, cool. which makes sense. It, a weird kung fu movie itch that I haven't had there's in a long time. A lot of kung time. fu here. There's, just, there's some kung fu in this, and there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes in this movie that just I. I, I I'm a sucker for like certain things and like the storytelling of this, it, it, it kind of clicked with me. This movie is, this movie is a nine and a half before, before, before those, un, I, I'm too uncultured to appreciate, I think some of the other directions this movie takes and some of the scenes that I just don't think are necessary without those, this movie would be much higher at that 9.5 mark. But with all that, it goes down to seven and a half. It's a good movie. It's fantastic. I love some of the things it does and what it's trying to tell. I like the like the the ending of this movie is I love it. But there's a lot of shit in the way of keeping it at that like that really high top tier. So in the end, it ends up being like a seven and a half for me. For me, it's a little different. Um, I see. I've been I've just been going back and forth. It, it for me, this is this is an eight and a half. I'm just go right out mm-hmm. and say it. I'll give you my. I think Michelle Yeoh is fantastic. And I think mm-hmm. the script here at one point was a very cohesive script. Um, what we got, I also loved. A lot of what you said, Chris, resonated with, with me about your final wrap-up here. But I'm there's so much beautiful stuff going on here that it's hard to because it all they all this movie does such a good job of all keeping it grounded towards the family. And like every time it gets even when they're going through the donut vortex and talking about why you get an everything or sorry the bagel vortex and why you'd get an everything bagel over a normal bagel like even then it somehow minutes later brings it back to the fundamental core of the struggling family to stay a family and it's there's 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 really beauty in that but there's so much of this and i i hate how i'm always the one that asks this question is does this movie exist before 2020 does this script even get read before even does the script get read in 2010 in 20 in 2002 in 1995 does it does 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 any producer even read this past the first five pages when they're like what the fuck is going on here you know it's just it's one of those things but it also does such a good job of itching that good kung fu itch that we don't get much of ever and especially in american cinema we just don't get a lot of good kung fu movies you know you look at some foreign films you you look at some anime you're probably going to get more of that itch filled i just that's not my thing. So I don't get that. And there's so much of it going on here that especially good choreography too. It's hard to come by. Um, but there's a lot of beauty here. And again, I'd have to watch it again or even a third time or fourth time to really sit down with it and, and parse out my thoughts. But there's a lot of greatness here. I, but I don't think this is better than all quiet in the Western front. I don't think this is better than Top Gun Maverick. Fuck. I don't even think this is better than Banshees of Inisherin. Even I gave it a higher score. I think Bansy's Evanna Sheeran has the advantage of being a more, you know, linear, cohesive story, easier to follow. 
Um, but I don't think this is even in the top four for the year. And, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, have their pinkies up. Chris, you and I always talk about the pinky up people, how they're like, this is high cinema. This is high art. Well, I yeah. mean, this is no more high art than Top Gun Maverick. This is no more high art than All Quiet in the Western Front. It's just more art. You it's know, a it's, fancy version of Doctor Strange, too. That's that's exactly what I keep coming back to is we I mean, we didn't like Doctor Strange, too. We thought very well. I think one. Well, Chris, you I didn't like, like this movie either. So. <laughs> well, I'm saying like, but Doctor one of Str- us is consistent. <laughs> <laughs> but Doctor Strange had a lot of problems. I don't think this movie had all the problems that Doctor Strange does as far as storytelling is concerned. But this was always a clear. It was always a clear who was the bad guy and who was the good guy. Um, but there's again, there's a lot of beauty here. Eight and a half. I'm I'm rambling at this point. I, I don't like doing that. But eight, 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 eight and a half is where it sits. Sits, sits for me. All right. Um, divisive well okay okay okay, let me ask you one more question is this compare this movie to the pale blue eye and don't compare it straight like just quality of final product what do you think you can't that's tough you can't define quality really between these two things they're they're vastly different what they would well no but i mean what i would quantify that way the pale blue eye was you know you'd give you you give that a certain score and you give this a certain score pale blue eye was was beautifully shot. It was, you know, it, it, its cinematography was on a different level. You know, it, it was a more intimate movie between, you know, like you know, two and a half characters. Where this is not that. This is this is a fast moving. You know, you're not solving some mystery. You're along for some weird ass wild ride. You know, it, they're two very different films. I mean, if if you want to ask me which one's better, I think this movie's better than Pale Blue Eye. But it it I think Pale Blue Eye isn't in the same caliber of like type of film as this is. I, I would so. agree with you. I would agree. It was just one movie we talked about recently that we all kind yeah. of like. So I just want to throw yeah, it out yeah. there with the re-release of crouching tiger, hidden dragon coming back to AMC for a two week period. I, I kept thinking about that one too. It's like, it's very similar. It's like, God, I can't, it's very similar to that movie. I can't stop thinking about that movie either, but all right. I made it this in a different way. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I made it change my score. No, no. We all gave it a one. There, there we go. No, no, no. This is better than that. But I scored all right. much higher than that. <laughs> not much higher. Jesus, three, three and a half times. Hey, that's three and a half times <laughs> higher, bro. <laughs> this has been math with, with Roger. <laughs> this is this is math talk with, after after hot dog talk with you know. All right, gentlemen, we have done another episode. This has been episode three hundred and seventeen B of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Raj Twain. I have no Twitter. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. As we're always posting things on social media, send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at Gmail. Dot com And next week, we're taking a look at Magic Mike's Last Dance and Tar, another Oscar-nominated film. Boo to, magic, to Magical Michael. I can't really like magical say it. Magical Michael. Why do you not third. like the third? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh like that? What the fuck? <laughs>